1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
2: Now, here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show, and I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something.
1: How about that?
2: Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, eh. that's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think, I want to make you feel something, and it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine.
1: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
2: Welcome back to the program, everybody. If you're just joining us, welcome to the Rod Peterson Show, Canada's daytime sports talk show coming to you from the bunker from Western Canada. You see this silver-haired gentleman to my right, your left. How you doing, Rems? <laughs> I couldn't be much better. Oh, the only good! The thing that could make it a little
3: bit better is if my kids could go back to playing sports. Hopefully, well, it we soon.
2: A, you're here for two segments. We got a lot to get to with the Silver Fox. He is the featured guest here of hour two of the program, and I want to get to hockey with him. I want to get to uh, CFL XFL with him. There's a lot of things to get to. There's some carryover from last hour. Stu Grimson was there. I've only known him for 20 years, done probably 10 events with him, and he called me Clark through the whole interview. He's apologized (laughs) since. Poster boy for CTE, Stu Grimson, checking in from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Christopher Ryan, one of our viewers, writes in on YouTube, says, Rod, you got that voice that makes us feel like we're at home in Regina in the 90s listening to CKRM after a Pats game or Ryder game. Well, thank you, uh, Christopher Ryan. I don't know where you're located. I appreciate that. What a compliment. Yeah, but it reminds me of Lynch. Why does everybody love Lynch? He reminds me of listening to the radio in the 70s and 80s when I was a little kid. So I know that as far as the the people that listened to me for 30 years on the radio on this problem, I got it made. Some guy actually said to me when I left the last job, as you probably know, "Uh, they'll forget about you in a couple weeks. Guy told me that. Well, it is what it is. From Jeff Kozak. Great to listen to the Silver Fox. So I'm just chiming in with some of these comments here. One last one before we turn it over to Rems. From Janelle Barkman, Saskatoon Blades fan. She says, all other teams, including us, basically cry watching Bedard. Unreal. We are all jealous, but we will still win. Uh, Before we get to CFL XFL, your take on the Jagger. I call it the Bedard versus Braden Buzz.
3: Well, I mean, it's fun. I, 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 I love it myself. They're both exceptional elite players. Um, this isn't going to make my, my warrior contingent very happy. I do think Connor Bedard has a little bit of an extra gear that Braden Yeager doesn't have. But that doesn't mean that Braden Yeager is not an amazingly talented 15-year-old. I mean, I was thinking about this the other night. So they played each other head to head. Jaeger had three points, Bedard had two. Yep. You may never in your lifetime ever again see two 15 year olds on two different teams combine for five points in a game. That may never happen again, ever. It was a historic night. And um, it's, it's remarkable what both have been able to accomplish. But that Connor Bedard kid is absolutely incredible. Like, I mean, I he he not and so is Braden Yeager. But Bedard, it's it just amazes me the impact that he's had in a really short period of time. It's kind of like how I felt about Braden Point in his first 15 year old year where you're, you're, you're watching a kid play and you're going like this is not supposed to be happening. There's no way that a 15-year-old should be able to be this productive, it just shouldn't be happening. No. But it is. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's remarkable.
2: We invite your comments on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Craig Smith, our director of scouting, is watching, and he says, the Silver Fox. I have to tell you, this guy, Kelly, is the favorite. I love Smitty. <laughs> Who doesn't? The Silver Fox is the favorite panelist on this show of one CFL team Who's told me that they like you got to get the silver Fox on more. <laughs> and they hint is that they wear red on their uniform. <laughs> That's almost hard to believe it's that. Lovely. But I'm not going to say any more than that. The poll question, just to update this for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center. Will you be filling out a March Madness bracket? 69% of respondents saying no, they won't. And I would have been in that bracket. What are they saying on Facebook? 82% say no. And I would have been in the know, but I got invited by the boys in Philly. Uh, Dan, the situation, Saravelli, has asked me to be in his bracket. And I'm like, yeah, what the heck? Why not? So there's that. And then the check in Thursday, we're asking where you're checking, where you're watching from. Text us. Prairie Mobile text line, please 306 840 8777. That is 306 840 8777. Rems, the footballers have been dying to get to this point. It's taken an hour and five minutes. All right. to delve into the CFL-XFL stuff. And um, I've made my thoughts known. I think we're going full-on merger. And just to, I'll just say this. The CFL will play in 2021 if they get a cash injection from someone. The bank, private investors, the Rock, the government, whomever it is, then they'll play. But Gary Stern, the owner of the Alouettes, admitted yesterday, we need help. He's an honest guy. He's the guy you want to listen to, I think. Montreal Alouettes owner, Gary Stern. And then a full-on merger in 2022. But where you've obviously spent some time on this.
3: Thinking, Thinking about, about it, it. Talking about it. Yep. Yeah, for
2: sure. Where are you on Well,
3: it? I think they're going to get some government money. I Do you? A, I have no doubt in my mind. Why didn't they last year? Because I think their presentation was an embarrassment. I mean, they went in there. I mean, with all due respect... You and I could have put together a better proposal. At least we would have had some answers to some questions. I, I don't mean to pile on this poor commissioner Gary Ambrosi. I think he's doing Randy, Randy Ambrosi. Sorry, now I'm like Stu Grimson calling you uh, Clark for the whole show. <laughs> I, I know. Randy Ambrosi. Um, I, I don't mean to pile on the guy. I, I think sometimes people go a little hard on him. He's doing the best he can, but from what i could see and what i pieced together is it was a desperation move to get in there and we got to we got to come we got to do something we got to go in there with something and try to make something happen in this in this meeting and government doesn't work that way you you have to have a plan every time they ask you a question and you say well we don't know it's kind of like like You have to have a plan. So this year, they're going to be more organized. They're going to have more examples from what other leagues have done. There was really no... I believe that the time they made their proposal last time, they themselves probably had no clue what they could even possibly propose, in fairness. So sometimes you're better off to not even ask if if you have nothing to offer a conversation. But I think this year they will, and I think the government will will come up with something for them. Now, there may be private money and, and whatnot as well. Um, let's not also forget that it's pretty tough to walk away from a $50 million or whatever, you know, uh, what, what is their TSN? Isn't, don't they have right a, around there, a yeah. monster deal with them? So that's, it's, it's tough to turn those dollars down. And I think realistically, Rod, we have to understand that this year... Is much different than last year because this year there should be a needle in every arm of everybody that wants one by Labor Day, whereas last year we were things were spiraling out of control. There was no the vaccinations weren't even on the horizon. So I do think that all of these things sort of play into it. Hopefully, you would think that by Labor Day you would at least be able to have some fans attending. So I just think that there's, there's different layers of hope, whereas last year there was no hope. Yeah. I mean, when, if you go in and if you're go in, you're opening up a business and you go to the bank and you want a loan, and every time they ask you a question, you say, well, I don't know. What, <laughs> what do you think your chances are of
2: getting, of getting some money put in your account? But it happened. <laughs> That's the problem. They're not dumb guys these leaders that are trying to find a way to get onto the field. But that was dumb. You know, you better have the answers when you're standing before the House of Commons and they're just saying, what are the players going to get out of this? We don't know. He wasn't prepared. That's the thing. That's what worries me. That's not on Randy. He didn't have a good team around him to prepare him to go in there. And yes, they found out a lot in the last year. But I'll say, if you're saying... And that's why I love bringing you in here, by the way. I don't want to sit here and rant on my own things every day. They don't change. I don't change my opinion. It's nice to hear what you think, you know, and other people. So it's all based on getting people in the stadiums, period. So when the Ontario sport minister comes out the other day and says, I have no problem with them playing in a bubble. That hasn't changed in a year. She no. didn't have a problem with them last summer. They're not yeah. going to play in a bubble. Yeah. They need people in the stands. Fake news right there. So what you're kind of telling me is, and there's two hurdles for the CFL here. One, getting people vaccinated. Two, getting them to convince to come back in the stadium. What's their bank account look like after a year of this, right? Are they going to be buying tickets? I I get the sense people really miss their CFL football. For sure on the prairies. I don't know about the major markets. But you're kind of... Eyeing at Labor Day kickoff at best? Well, no, I, I, I mean, I'm just throwing stuff at the wall.
3: I'm, I'm just, I guess what I am saying, Rod, regardless, I don't have a date in mind even necessarily. I know one thing. It's not going to start on the Canada Day long weekend. I hear some of you, well, I don't know if you consider them your competitors or not, but I've listened to others in the market on different radio stations talking. To them. They're still optimistic, boy, that we're going to start on time. Are you kidding me right now?
2: That was when Craig Reynolds was on CJME?
3: Uh it was about, um, no, it was the other station. Okay. They were just talking, I would say, maybe two or three weeks ago. and I mean, I love Glenn Souter. I really, truly do. He's one of my favorite all-time yep. riders, and I think he makes all kinds of sense 99% of the time. But I just think it's just, as much as I like Glenn, I think it's just a little unrealistic to think that there would be a hope in you-know-where that they would ever be able to play on time. It's not going to happen. I mean, they don't even have a plan for training camps, and normally wouldn't that be starting in about weeks. six weeks? Yeah. I mean, come on. So from my perspective, I just think, like, we got to be a little bit realistic here. If you, what, what would be the minimum number of games that it would even make sense to even have a season? Ten? Nine? What ten? What was
2: they willing to do? Six last year? Were they not? A minimum six game season, I thought. Yeah, that's that seems
3: low to me. But that, that you could be right. To me, that's almost not even worth it at that point.
2: Six, but if you could get you know half a season, well, that's a third. And what's yeah. the Western League yeah. playing? Twenty four is less than half. Yeah, I think. Yeah, li-
3: yeah. Good, good point. Um, I don't know if you. Could, I don't know if the CFL and the WHL where all the guys are kind of local, like most of the kids that are playing on the Regina Pats, the majority you're of Canadians. them are Canadians. And, <laughs> yes. and we're, whereas here we're bringing Americans, you know, lots of them. It's a little bit more logistically difficult when you're talking about lots of guys crossing borders and and, you know, teams spread out from one coast to the other as opposed to, you know, all teams playing in Saskatchewan, all teams playing in Alberta. Different, but my point is, I don't think that there's any point in even having a conversation about a July first. I mean, come on, we're so far away from that. But maybe a ten-game, twelve-game schedule, um, if you could ever get to the point where you could, you know, you could convince a, a a politician or somebody in a higher, you know, somewhere up the chain that, look, if we're getting, if we're on track, that all people fifty and over are going to have the vaccine by may or june would that not mean that by august or mid-august that we could we'll probably be at what 30 plus or 35 plus like what is it gonna take for you guys to allow 50 percent capacity
2: Uh, okay that type of conversation i'm gonna pause for a second read a couple messages and then we'll break and we'll come back because we just veered into something and i haven't even asked you about the xfl so hang on on our check-in Thursday, where are you watching from? From the 416 anonymous texter, Mr. Peterson, just started watching your show in Toronto. You're a great improvement over the trash we have here. Say that again? <laughs> Mr. Peterson, just started watching your show. You're a great improvement over the trash we have here in Toronto. <laughs> God bless. Thanks. Uh, watching by the pool in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Sure, rub it in. From the 640, watching from Assiniboia, home of Cat Country 98 FM. I I I love saying that. And the reason I bring this up is about two. Allie Hicks says, I'm enjoying watching your show on game TV while recovering from surgery at home. From my hospital room yesterday, I could see Commonwealth Stadium. Really hoping for the CFL to start, even if it's delayed. Go Riders, great show, Rod. And from Nelson Hakowich, Redbird Capital will be that investor. They are in the business of buying sports entities. They just invested in Fenway Sports and Entertainment Group and Liverpool FC. The CFL won't see those big of numbers, but this is no different. So are they selling themselves to the XFL? I believe they are. We'll get the Silver Fox's take when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV across all 10 provinces in 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And listen live for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
2: Podcast listeners. RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the Lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the Lawnmower. Okay, 3.0? 3.0. Okay. The Lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors, you've been using extension cords you've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink how about a battery operated small handheld with a headlight so you see where you're going oh my god to sort of get those nooks and crannies you know what i'm saying no chafing <laughs> well i'm getting to that but i'm telling you it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a a clipper doesn't get to this guy this guy the manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy-nilly your willy nilly, you're willy. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it. I'm sold. <laughs> I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. All one word, FANSIDED20 at manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use promo code FANSIDED20.
1: Oh, yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Thursday uh, morning coming down or afternoon for those of you out on the East Coast. Uh, just before a sports update from the Mental Health Hockey Podcast Network. You're going to recognize this name. He writes in on YouTube. He says, hey, Rod, love the show. Can't wait to have you on Hockey to Hell and Back. Thanks again for having me on the Recovery Hour. That is from one Brady old, Swift Current Broncos, Kelowna Rockets alum. Hell of a story, that guy. Thanks for watching, Brady. Was he ever a pain in the butt with the Swift Current Broncos, eh? Back in the day just a little buzzsaw. One
3: thing that those guys always had and still do is hard those hard working lunch bucket teams, I eh?
2: Saw it last night. I'm like, "Oh no." And it never mattered whether
3: it was Todd McClelland or Dean Shinoth or Dave, you know, didn't matter who Mark was Lamb. right? Didn't matter who was coaching those teams, even when Manny came in. Had tons and tons and tons of skill, but they didn't get away from that greedy work ethic. It's like a Broncos staple. They just need more talent now, that's all.
2: This has started I talked about things that were going on with my old radio show. Remember when I used to scream into the microphone, don't call the text line. Now they're calling from parts unknown all over. Please don't call the text line. You can text us 306-840-8777. But if you call, I'm not going to answer it. Sports update, key game in the NHL's North Division tonight. The Edmonton Oilers host the Winnipeg Jets in a game featuring two teams near the top of the standings. The Oilers and Jets are tied for second, two points behind the front-running Toronto Maple Leafs. Carson Denemy scored twice, and Connor Bedard had a goal and an assist in the Regina Pats' 3-2 win over Swift Current in the WHL's East Bubble on Wednesday. Meanwhile, Peyton Krebs scored in overtime in Winnipeg's 2-1 win over the Saskatoon Blades. Get ready for some March Madness. The NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament begins tonight with four play-in games. The marquee matchup pits Michigan State against UCLA for the right to be a number 11 seed in the tournament. Gonzaga is the top-ranked team in the 68 squad field. We, dis- we decided or we were told yesterday that Montana is not in the field, Kelly. That was always my rooting interest, the Montana Grizzlies. They didn't make it this year. Damn The curling bubble is back in play today. The Canadian Mixed Doubles Championship begins with five draws in Calgary. It is the third of seven events in the no-fan bubble. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha. RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. The Silver Fox Kelly Rempel is here. For many, he's the favorite panelist we bring on here. Rems, let's walk it back eight days to Randy Ambrosi dropping the bomb that the CFL and XFL have entered into talks for collaboration in the future. And then, quite frankly, walking away, he dropped the bomb. I'm out of here. You guys sort it out. Or have fun with it, yeah. Which we have. What was your initial take? Well, I'm not
3: going to lie. I was pretty shocked, actually. Um, but when you think about it, it's not a total surprise because you got both leagues that are in trouble, right? So, um, I guess if there's an opportunity or a way to have conversation, dialogue, communication, whatever, put put some heads together and. Try to figure out a way how we can help each other. I guess you'd be crazy not to look at it. I, I think that you know the the Canadian Football League needs cash and they need marketing. The XFL needs cash and they need marketing. <laughs> well,
2: so they so, need a strong brand and quality football.
3: Yeah, they do. I, I think the football there is better than a, a lot of people think. Yeah, I've watched every game. Yeah. Uh, I think those guys are pretty good players. The, the, the reality is, though, is it's, it's pretty difficult. It's, it's very difficult to get my head wrapped around the fact that every single time a competitor, they're not even competitors. Let's not call them competitors. A second football league tries to start up after the NFL season. In our history, it never works, ever. And they know that. Dwayne Johnson knows that, you know, rock. So I, I don't know what's going to come of it. I, I think it's a little more serious than a lot of people think. But that still doesn't mean that anything's actually going to happen out of it, Rod. But it's fun to talk about. And I have to laugh at what you just said. We're going to make this announcement. We're going to talk about it. Let's let's throw it out there. It's kind of like making the presentation to <laughs> to the House of Commons about like our... Okay, but every time you ask him a question about it, every single question, it's a deflect. Well, we don't know.
2: <laughs> it didn't look good. So, it
3: just didn't look good. But, I mean, you know what? If But then there's another little voice in my head, Rod, that says that if Dave Naylor would have broken a story that would have been the Canadian Football League is talking with Dwayne Johnson and the XFL, and they would have been asking questions about you know, and and they wouldn't have taken the initiative to bring it up. People would have crucified him because, well, what are you, what are you holding back from us? Why aren't you telling us these things? So he's kind of damned if he does and damned if he does. And if he doesn't say anything and people find out about it, they're going to say, well, why, why didn't you just from the beginning talk about it? But then when he does do that, but he really doesn't have anything to say, we make fun of him and laugh at him because he doesn't have anything, as usual, he doesn't have anything well, to say. So I
2: don't know. And I want to chime in. Well, one, pausing the discussion for a Second viewer Trevor Lackness writes in, he says, Rod, I was disappointed how you said Bedard came back to earth in game two. He got two points and was still dominant. He's not going to have 20 great games. Trevor, I love you. I didn't say it. A scout said it. It wasn't game two, it was game three against the Moose Jaw Warriors. He didn't have a good game. You watched it, didn't you? He was falling down all over the place. He came back down to earth, but the scout said it. I agreed. You're disappointed in me? Get in line. There's a long list. Another thing, if the XFL takes over the CFL, Kelly, this is the one thing that you see it all the time. I think business of pro sports isn't a lot different at the CFL levels, major junior hockey levels. You know this for a fact. Team's going to be sold and the old owner says to the new owners, okay, well, I'll sell you the team, but you need to keep this guy and you need to keep that guy. And the new owner goes, nope, I'm not going to say anymore." It's happened with more than one team. You know what I'm saying? If the condition of the sale is you keep these people and the new owner's like, no, it's my team. I'll do what I want. Mm-hmm. And I can, I really think the CFL is really fighting, giving anything away to the XFL in terms of equity because guys don't want to lose their jobs or their status or their role. Because if they allow the rock in as an investor, he's not tiptoeing around. He's taken over the whole thing.
3: Yeah, I I think it even goes deeper than that. You've got two games that are completely different games. And who's going to compromise on that? You know, all I keep hearing from Canadian Football League fans, right or wrong, is that, well, we don't want to give up our rules. We don't want to give up. And I'm not saying they should either. I'm just saying we don't want to give up three-down football. We don't want to play on a smaller field. Okay, but then... So then really what you're saying is, is that the XFL, the only way we want to play ball with them is if they play by our rules. But that's not how negotiations work. You have to give something up. Now, what is yes. this? So for us to speculate as to what kinds of conversations that Dwayne Johnson and Randy Ambrosi. We have no having. idea, but it's, it's like, fun, but it's oh, fun. Oh, it's great to talk about it and it's it's accomplished that. <laughs> like I I tweeted something uh something to the effect of no matter what comes out of this, even if nothing comes out of it. There's been more water cooler and buzz discussion about the CFL that day than there had been the previous 365 combined. So that's never a bad thing. But it's kind of like Telling your family, "Hey, honey, kids, we're moving." Oh, geez, where are we moving, Dad? No idea. How do, you, how do? you? I bet that actually happens. So, how do you expect? How do you expect anybody in your family to get excited about that? I, are, we, are we moving to downtown, inner city Winnipeg, or are we moving to? Vancouver Island. We don't know.
2: <laughs> you know. It's, what do you do? Lock up the Family kids. We're moving to Dilk. <laughs> well, at least we know where we're going. It's small market, but <laughs> you know. A nothing wrong with Dilk. Jeff the, the Stampeders fan. Home of Amber Holland. Jeff the Stamps She's fan. A moose Jaw girl, Roddy. Nah, Lumsden claims her. Dilk claims her. Moose Jaw claims her. Everybody wants a piece of her. Jeff, the Stamps fan says, seems unlikely the XFL would want all nine teams, i.e. assuming Toronto has a team, would they want one in Hamilton and or Ottawa? Why wouldn't they? They're established teams with stadiums, fan bases. Of course they would want the nine. Plus they'd want a 10th in Atlantic Canada. I'd like to see 10 teams in Canada, add the Schooners, the existing eight in America, and two in Mexico. True Continental League. By the way, I want to read this, Kelly, from a viewer of ours in Seattle. A year ago, we told you that we had one-third of our viewers are American. It's now up to half. This guy's in Seattle. (laughs) Rod, I am an American football fan. I became a Seattle Dragon season ticket holder for the XFL when XFL 2.0 began. Our crowds were always above 20,000 fans for our home games. I believe if it was not for COVID, the XFL would have been successful. I've been listening to some Canadian sports talk shows and I'm confused by the attitude of the CFL fans. The CFL game attendance has been dropping every year and owners are losing millions of dollars every year. But all I hear is don't change CFL rules, our field size or anything else because the CFL is important to us. If the CFL is so important, why are the fans not supporting? The 2019 Grey Cup had an average audience of 3.9 million viewers. The 2019 Super Bowl had 9.5 million Canadian viewers. That tells me that Canadian fans enjoy the American game more than the CFL game. History's important, but constantly saying the CFL rules and game are more precious than the NFL game is wrong. And that is according to Canadian community. He goes on to say more, but the key in there, he says, if the CFL is so important, why are the fans not supporting it? Not talking about the season ticket holders in every city. But as you know Shad Ricky, is probably watching right now in Brandon, Manitoba. One of my favorite people in sports. S.K. Riche <clears throat> said, if you just add up the season ticket basis in the country, it's about 100,000 people Canada-wide. Viewers, 600,000. And it's shrinking. That's what this guy's saying. Well, let me, let me tell you
3: something that I think that I'm not going to surprise a single person, by the way. This is a Captain Obvious. But I experience it all the time. So I've coached in RMF, my son Spencer's football team, either as a head coach or an assistant for seven years now. The players on those teams from the time he was in Mighty Mites football right up until now Bantam, they don't talk about CFL players. They don't talk about CFL teams. Never. They talk about Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, they talk about they're NFL groomed, okay? Yep. That's the problem, is it's not cool for kids to go to CFL games. Now, if it's like that in Regina, the mecca of CFL fandom, right? Right. By far and away, the most NFL-like market in the country. I think, I don't give care who you are, you would have to be willing to concede that. That if there's one market in the whole Canadian Football League that's most like an NFL kind of euphoria type of market, it's Saskatchewan. But I'm here to tell you that the kids don't care about the CFL in this province. So if they don't care about it here... I damn sure guarantee you that in Montreal and Toronto well, and Vancouver, they don't even think about the CFL. And that is the problem.
2: You just, it's scary. But you know what? They just don't want to acknowledge it. That's, that's the key. They don't want to hear the truth. They want, ma, 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 we're great. CFL will last forever. It's great. ma, 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 ma. They don't want to hear anything different. You know, it, it, it's. We could have a whole. Tired of arguing about we it. We
3: could have a whole discussion about this, and we don't have the time today, maybe one day. Not that anybody really probably cares what my vision is, but I was thinking about this. You know who the. You know, the XFL and the CFL really need to climb into bed with? It's the NFL. Yeah.
2: It's like a fucking. Well, far, but like, Goodell, Goodell said, go pee up a rope. We're
3: well, good. whatever, But that's but that's not acknowledging that. If, if you had a situation where, and I don't, again, the, we could talk about this for five hours, but quickly to try to make my point. If you had a situation where you had, and I'm going to make this up, Rod, but you got seven CFL teams and seven XFL teams, and you were somehow able to find a way to some way, shape, or form merge the leagues. How many NFL teams is there? 32. How many teams would that be? 16. So, for every one of those 16 teams between the CFL and the XFL, one AFC and one NFC team adopted that team as like theirs. Yeah. And you somehow had some sort of a, a marketing, a, a, well, marketing, but also a cooperation about players and development. And you sent some of your players there to develop. You would have an opportunity there to, like, if, let me put it to you this way. Let's say in the city of Vancouver, you knew that the BC Lions were essentially a farm team of the Seattle Seahawks or in Toronto of the Buffalo Bills. Now you might have a chance of getting some of those kids interested. But how that model would look like, I don't know. But
2: No, I know. But this, the Canadian football guys say, and that is your number one sport, that we have the tweeners. We, the CFLs, built on players that didn't fit the NFL mold. So don't send us your prospects, because we have got Cody Fajardo's here for a reason, you know, the biggest star in the province. But just didn't from hurt the- Cameron Wake's career. Right. Well, you can mm-hmm. always name the rare few, right? I'm just giving you the argument that I get because I've been saying that for a long time. That's just the the backlash to that. Uh, From the viewers, from Donald Mitchell, he says there's more viewers for the Super Bowl because it's on free TV. The Grey Cup is on cable TV. Don, everybody has cable TV. There's not that many people sitting at a cabin watching a black and white TV with rabbit ears, okay? Everybody's got cable TV. That's my first thing to that. And two, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. You know, Jeff the Stamps fan says, I see many 20 to 30-somethings at Stampeders games. Don goes on to say, but Kelly, my time in Ottawa, the stadium was packed with young people. So what are you saying? There's no problem? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. There's no problem, I guess. And that's why the CFL's at the death's door begging people for money. Can you stay for one more segment, or you yeah, got to roll? No, of course. Okay, the Silver Fox has got him going today, which we knew that he would. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob.
2: Okay, welcome back, everybody. We're getting somewhere, and we started our football Friday early is what I feel. But we had a lot of hockey in the front end of the show. This is a very passionate topic for people in Canada. The CFL-XFL proposed merger. Alish Martins, watching on Facebook, says they're using the art of war tactics. Create the problem then once the victims are severely suffering, provide a solution that isn't as good as should be because the victims are desperate. Do you agree with that, Ryan? Yep. He does. Okay. You guys are reading from the same book. From Nelson Voe, he is our content creator here. Just started last week. He says, as someone who's been coaching football in Saskatoon for kids aged 13 to 14 for six years, I have heard the CFL mentioned exactly zero times from these kids even though most of their families are huge Ryder fans. All they care about is the NFL and even college football before the CFL. Where did the rest of it go? They played CFL rules their entire life, but they could care less about anything but the NFL. From Spencer McKenzie Burridge, he's the producer of our Regina Pats television broadcast. He says, I agree with Kelly about becoming an NFL farm league Look at Bedard, for example. Imagine the next NFL superstar starting out in Regina. I think a little bit of what you guys are all saying, I, I agree with you. I've been saying it for years, but what you don't understand is that people in the CFL don't are vehemently it. opposed yeah, to that. They
3: don't want it. That's, and that's really the point. Uh, my, my only po- I'm not even suggesting, Rod, that they should. I'm saying that if you could, if you could ever figure out a way to have a relationship with the NFL. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying let's go to four-down football, smaller field, let's become like the Diet Coke version of the NFL and let's change everything. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that that's the company, frankly, that you need to get into bed with and get a relationship with because they've got an endless supply of money, most of these owners. And them, even if you could get a couple of teams... Um, Like, like let's say they're responsive. I'm making this stuff up, by the way. But let's say the only obligation in whatever the relationship was is they cover 50% of your payroll or your payroll. Jerry Jones contemplating $5 million, if he feels like he's getting value from whatever that relationship is, would be like you and I contemplating whether we want a side of ranch at lunch (laughs) for the extra loony that it's going to cost. Okay, these are multi billionaire owners, oh, yeah. but you have to convince them that you're worth having a relationship with because they're going to say, okay, well, what's in it for us? Okay, well, if there's a way that we can help develop your players or we can enter into some kind of a relationship, but you're not, that doesn't mean that we open the relationship, but we dictate all the terms, Jerry. Jerry's going to say, so I'm writing you a big check every year and I get nothing out of it, basically, other than paying you. Sorry, not interested. Somewhere along the way, you have to be willing to change something. So the question becomes to CFL fans, and I'm making all this stuff up. I'm no, just saying, you're ma- But I'm just you thought of this. Yeah, yeah. But the point is, is that would you at some point you have to ask yourself, would we rather give something up and have football to watch, or we give nothing up and we have no football up here to watch?
2: hmm right from I know Kelly from two sources though two two good CFL sources I'm not necessarily saying trusted sources but they've told me the plan is here we're going to collaborate with the XFL <laughs> tap into the rock all that he brings but nothing in the CFL will change which is kind of what you're yes, saying we're not giving up anything correct but we're going to benefit from this relationship with the rock and I'm like guys it doesn't work. It's not going to work that way. I get that they think that it will. I don't see it going down that road. Armando Moreno, he's our Mexican correspondent. He's a Mexico City reporter down there. He says, trying to compete with the NFL monster is just not the smart way to go. It's on 3downnation.com right now. Actually, Randy Ambrosi said it on this show that he met with Roger Goodell. And Goodell said, listen, no... You need to be a self-sustaining entity yourself, the Canadian football league. It sounded like Randy approached the NFL, and they said, we're not interested. So there was that. They tried, and the NFL said no. But there are a lot of people in this country, and I think it's a football thing versus a hockey thing, that they want to fight with the NFL. And I'm like, ah, I'm out. From what I hear, NFL Canada is its own entity. It has nothing to do with football Canada at all. They don't even, they're enemies. It's a football thing. Because you look, be honest, you know it. The NHL, AHL, ECHL, WHL, Junior Ray all work together by and large. Their rules are all the same. Mm -hmm. Players go up and down at will within those leagues.
3: And I don't know. But see, here's the thing, Rod. I I, I don't know what that model would look like. That would have to come from people a lot smarter than me that are way higher up the food chain in the NFL and the CFL to figure out what that partnership, that's really what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. We're not talk, I'm not talking about the NFL buying the CFL, and now we're going to turn it into whatever we want. I'm saying a relationship, a partnership, a merger of some kind, where there could be an injection of cash from the NFL to the CFL that would help the but CFL. But it's not happening. No, it isn't. But that's the only, my point is, Ron, so it's if, the only marriage that can, I don't see the Rock buying the CFL. Why not?
2: He's not going to buy the CFL. Why not? Why would he? Because he's got the money and he loves football. Why did he buy the XFL?
3: Well, so he's going to double dip now and buy both leagues.
2: He can have them for nothing, Kelly. You're a businessman. Buy low. Okay, so, so
3: then let's see who's right when it's all said and done. I don't believe Dwayne Johnson is buying the CFL.
2: You do? I think it will end up that way. Okay, I disagree. Why would they even talk or approach Redbird Capital or The Rock at all? They're trying to come
3: up with that partners, that magic formula that they can come up with some sort of relationship that's going to save everybody.
2: Does this come with pixie dust and unicorns? They better hope so.
3: (laughs) They better hope so because I don't don't think pixie dust is going to fix this problem. I don't know what the, I mean, every time they ask the commissioner, okay, well, what, can you just give us a hint of what might be something that you might be looking at to do? Well, we're not there yet. So, how could you or I or anybody else sink our teeth, really, into this whole thing, if, if they can't even tell us at this point what those conversations have, have, have been about?
2: Well... It's been genius by Randy Ambrosi to drop this bomb. You got to think he's tickled to see all the reaction across the country, but I don't think he did it for nothing. I stir things up for fun. I don't think Randy Ambrosi stirs things up for fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there's more to this. For sure. sure. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says Rod's right. The Rock won't give us something for nothing. But there is still middle ground without completely giving ourselves to the XFL. And that's fair. But I'll say it again. What's in it for the XFL? The CFL wants to tap into all that the Rock can give them. But they don't want to give anything up. Life doesn't work that way. And you know that. But you know what? The CFL, that's why they're in the bind that they're in. Because they are just... So allergic to change and innovation—that's what's got them where they are, and they still don't want to change because they're saying they don't want to change. Nothing will change. We're just going to use the rock, but nothing will change. Well, they didn't even say that. It's a pipe dream. That. They didn't even say that's that. That's what has been said to me. They wouldn't
3: even give an answer on that.
2: No, but no, they haven't said that publicly. But that's what I've got. Okay.
3: Yeah. What I what I took out of the whole thing with Randy was was just very simply that. The, both leagues have identified that they have problems and challenges ahead. We're trying to figure out a way that we could come up with some kind of partnership of some kind to try to right. help, to try to make it work that everybody can benefit. But every time he was asked what that could, like, just give didn't us Didn't want to say. Give he us says something. he didn't know. Nothing. Well, What's the
2: point of collaborating yeah. if you don't merge? What's the point? Maybe there will be a merger. but I just You don't think there will be, though? Well, I,
3: I, we don't, gotta break. I don't think The Rock <laughs> is going to buy the CFL. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Cool. But maybe he will. Maybe I'll be wrong, and I'll come on this show and say, remember that time you said The Rock was going to buy the CFL and I said he won't? Well, you were right, Rod.
2: Yeah. That could happen, too. Rem's always good to see you. Take care. <laughs> we'll be back with Overtime. It's the RP Show, Game Plus TV Network, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-Hour Sports Talk for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now. Back to the studio with Rod.
2: I got here nice and early today. I did Moose, not. Moose showed up 12 minutes before the show. So we'd got all of our meeting in just before the show. And I didn't get my sports on tap written down for the tap uh, brew house and drive through liquor store. So here's what's on the, 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 the NHL tonight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. <sighs> It's another night of insanity with your remote control melting in the Western Hockey League. The Portland Winterhawks and Tri-City Americans open up their season at the Toyota Center in Tri-City. Are they still calling it that? Good question. They were when I was going there in Kennewick, Washington. Love that facility, by the way. The Winnipeg Ice take on the Moose Jaw Warriors in the hub bubble, the double. And it's Swift Current versus Brandon tonight. And then I stopped writing there. I'll give you another score update right now. Nationals, Mets, tied 1-1, middle of the third in spring training baseball. What are the Blue Jays doing? I think they're off today. They are. The uh, Raptors lost their sixth in a row. Again, I can't steal this. I'm going to credit Rod Black. It's not March Madness. It's March Sadness for the Toronto Raptors. That is such a Blackieism. It is. I know. So anyways, that's what's on tap today in sports for the TAB Brewhouse and Liquor Store. Open for dining or pickup. The Liquor Store drive through is open. Plus, you may also shop inside. Please follow social distancing guidelines and help everyone stay safe. I might add this. They serve Vern's pizza. That thick, the pizza slices. It's the pizza that eats like a meal. So good. And if you don't have access now, access communications is your cable carrier and you want to watch these... Regina Pat's broadcast, that Moose and I are broadcasting and watch Connor Bedard, the holy child, go down to Ballers, watch it on their big screens, or go down to the Four Seasons Sports Palace, two wonderful partners of this wonderful program. Haven't seen you for a while, Dupes. What's up? Nothing, actually. No, nothing. I don't believe like, that for one no, second. There's lots going on always, but uh, no, we're having, uh, we're having a good day. We're having a really good week. Things, Lynn, are, things are going well. Lynch here yet? Not yet. He's coming to take. I didn't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, for those of you, you people that don't watch the show digitally every day, let's put it this way: on Access Television, which airs in what is it, three hundred communities or something? A lot. Yeah, we do a best of the week episode that airs Saturdays and Sundays at noon, and it's primarily focused on the rectangle. Of Saskatchewan. That's the sports talk. So John Lynch, John Frenzy has said, how do I get on that show? Because that's the cable that he has at home, right? He wants to see himself on television. So I said, Lynch, we tape it Thursdays right after the normal show that you're watching right now. Thursday afternoon. So he's showing up here. I'm shocked he isn't here yet. I know. Things work out. That's awesome. Uh, He'll be here. That's awesome. We haven't put our heads together yet. Clark and I on what the show's going to be made up yet for this weekend's Best of. We'll figure it out. Micah Awe. Micah, what do you got to say? Micah Awe, linebacker for the Ottawa Redblacks, writes in and says, I got so much I want to say. We used to call that teasing when I was your age. Now they call it trolling, I think. Say it. Okay, Micah. Clark says he's got a spot open for you on the program tomorrow. Micah Awe, I got so much I want to say. Now we're out of time. You guys drop all this now? We got a minute to go. I got a lot of people saying to me in the media, there's a story coming out with The Athletic on digital shows, and ours is a big part of it. And people say, Rod, why why, why has the show been so popular? I said, because the players realized about a week into us launching, a year and a half ago, that this is a show that they can come on and feel safe and not be attacked and say their piece and get things off their chest. And for that matter, coaches too, like Mike Babcock, or whomever dupes. Yep. So... The players know this is the show that they want to be on. It's nothing that I did, believe me, but they sniffed it out real fast. Yeah. From Brady Leavold, Mental Health Hockey Podcast Network. Awesome show, man, as always. Thanks, Brady. We're on the same team finally, and it feels good. I know we're somewhere out of it. Some guy was ripping me for being like Manitobans, and he's from Manitoba. Hey, I'll take that as a compliment. What, what? do we got tomorrow? <laughs> we got Craig Smith, maybe Micah Alway, and John Frenzy. Join us at noon Eastern or 10 a.m. Mountain. It's the same time for Flame Tech Football Friday right here on Game Plus. I never told you to shut up. Well, a couple times.
1: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.